Hi, this is Jim Bob Kim, and with this episode 15, I'm about to waste your next half hour. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Move your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted, giving the unemployed something to listen to. And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. And that's when the sheriff looked at me and said, that badge does not entitle you to any type of law enforcement duty. Please hand it over. And I begrudgingly did. Well, it's because it said made in China. On well, the back. it does. But on the back, I bought this badge and, and on the, you know, I, I thought I could be a peace officer and I put the badge on my shirt and there's an oath of office on the back and I signed a card and it says, I, Frank Rincon, promise to obey the laws of this county or this country, my parents and elders to protect and keep all citizens from harm and help all law enforcement agencies to enforce the laws and bring all criminals to justice. So help me God. And then some sheriff comes and tells me to give it back. But then again, I was kind of kind of pushing people around in the mall and telling them, hey, don't litter. What are you doing? Hey, get move it. You know, buy something or leave. It was being kind of pushy. So. Who do we got on Skype? Episode 15. We're back with June Bob Kim. You there, bud? Bodges? Bodges? <laughs> we don't need no stinking Bodges? <laughs> This is uh, this is a continuation of episode fourteen where I got punked. If you if you didn't if you didn't hear if you just jumped to fifth or jumped to this episode jump back to four I got my numbering mixed up is that fourteen that we just yes, I got this punked is fifteen go to fourteen you'll you'll see what happened and um, we were having such a good time with June uh, June Bob we decided to stay on and for those of you who don't know June Bob is an artist on the Comic Geek Speak forum. He has a great website called uh, junebobkim.com. J-U-N-B-O-B-K-I-M dot C-O-M. And, um, slash org <laughs> slash E-D-U. Slash mill. Slash G-O-V dot gov. <laughs> Temp user. All right. Anyway. Yeah, you guys wouldn't be basically inviting me for the next, uh, you know, two ep- you know these two episodes just because you're feeling guilty or anything. Oh, right? No, okay. No. Uh, yeah, um, no. We're not. Okay, all right. It's it's because you're the best. Because you're awesome. And because and God. you're the only Korean we know. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Yeah, here live, uh, coming from da- uh, Longview, Texas. There you Here's go. The Longview, Texas. Well, let's, hey, let's let's read some comments. Yeah, we're gonna read some comments, JB. So hold on. All right. And Gene, Bob, if you want to, uh, if you want to. Uh, make a, a random, you know, yeah, or you go, boy. You know, that's fine. If you want to comment on the comments, please feel free. Absolutely. How about I jump up to, I will jump up to, let me do this one. It was a Gmail, actually, from a Brian Hancock. And he says, guys, greetings from the land of beer and cheese. I just wanted you to know that on 52107, after going all weekend without listening to the podcast, I chose from... You may or may not like these other podcasts, but I like them all. One, 
Friday's Tom Kornheiser. Two, Friday's Dennis Miller. Three, two episodes of CGS. Four, Drudge Report from Sunday Night. Five, Mondays Around Comics. Six, The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. And seven, NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Well, screw them all. I chose a half hour wasted first. I love your show. Here you go. <laughs> and format. Great intro and content. Keep up the great work. According to the outfield, 61 minutes is all it takes, and Hall & Oates did it in a minute. I know. I don't understand the outfield reference. Yeah. I'm not, I don't I'm, know that I've heard that song. But um, I imagine... Did he say Land of Cheese? He said Land... Oh, he's Wisconsin. from Wisconsin. Wisconsin, huh? Yes. And, wow. and, and uh, aside from, um, from them being the most powerful state in the nation, they also produce uh, beer and cheese. Those are the three things they're known for. The most powerful state in the nation, beer and cheese. Most powerful in what way? Um, yeah. Um, they have cyborgs. I did not know that. <laughs> yes. I did not know they that. They can come cyborgs. out and attack. What is this, like cheese-making cyborgs? Yes. What? Yes. And, and, and drinking cyborgs. Oh, man, I hate it when I'm not quick. I hate it when the- <laughs> I hate it when I'm not funny. Anyway, Brad, you got some comments? Well, I'm, I want to comment on that comment. I'm, okay. I'm impressed that somebody would put us in front of the Drudge Report or Dennis Miller or National Public Radio. I cannot even tell you. I, 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 and Brian, when I got this, uh, Brad called Brad, me up in tears. Yeah, I was like, wow. That, was I crying. mean, thank you so much. Wow. I, uh, you know, we uh, thank, just thank you. I don't know what else to say, but thank then you so much. don't say anything. Yeah, but more than that, guys, you guys got moved up uh, in front of uh, CGS and Around Comics. I mean, you know, better CGS, not let them know. I mean, that's like Godfather of you know comic book related podcast. I know. Do you think? Oh man, I don't think guys we should brag CG, about it. I don't think we should. No, we need we need yeah, to stay in our place, especially because we're too long. especially because we're sponsoring episode three hundred. Yes, we don't want to do anything to upset them. <laughs> right? No, you know? no, but we're ahead of them. Uh, I see. I did not read a comment or um, uh, two episodes ago about the previous episode. Two episodes ago. Oh, was, is this from uh, Heroes Mask, Russell? Yeah, two episodes ago. Hey, Russell. Was episode 13. Uh, we did not read any comments about episode 12, so I will do that now. Because we had Erica Hesse. Ooh, does That's that right. burn? Ooh, does that burn. Hurt? Does that hurt? Does that you, hurt, JB? Cuba? Oh no, no, not at all. You, you know what? That? I want you and Erica Hesse to get into a fist fight at uh, episode three hundred. Oh, dude, no, she's a cool cat, man. <laughs> She'll probably take me down. All right, um, Russell was commenting on our Mother's Day free comic book day episode, episode twelve. He says, uh, "Mr. T, now that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Ooh. Now that's a name I've not heard in a long time. Ooh. Long time." I once saw Mr. T driving down the streets of Chicago in the summer of 1990. He was driving in a convertible Mercedes with the top down. People were wow. yelling to him, and he was waving back. His license plate was actually Mr. T Classic. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of letters. <laughs> it is. Okay, the one, two, three, four, five, six, oh, seven, no, eight, no, nine. Oh, no, 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 no. It was Mr. T, and then there's a period there. Mr. T Classic. Period. He was oh, saying his, classic. His license plate was actually was Mr. T. Oh, okay. Classic. 
<laughs> I get it. Could you imagine yeah. being Mr. T? That must be just great because everyone loves you. Then he says, P.S., I pitted a fool that doesn't listen to Half Hour Wasted. That's right. <laughs> and then the other comment I wanted to read from that episode was um, from a old high school friend of mine and my brother's. His name is Joe Trevino. Hey. He goes by Spider Joe 31 and he oh. says... I've really enjoyed listening to your show. My brother told him about the show a while back. Uh, It's a lot of fun to hear people talking about the same stuff I like, pretty much. I don't get to listen to too many of these conversations in the corporate world, which is really a shame. Sometimes I try to bring in the influence, for example. One day I wore a cape and a mask to work over my suit. I'm not sure that helped my career, but I sure had fun. I mean, come on, whatever happened to the cape? I think we should bring that back into style. Look at all those old Musketeer movies. Capes look great. Masks are optional. Uh, Not sure I went on that rant. Guess I have that bottled up and just have always wanted to let it out and now I have somewhere to do it. Thanks, guys. By the way, Spider-Man is the best. Brad, where can I send that They Might Be Giants tune? What he's referring (laughs) to there is apparently They Might Be Giants did a cover of the Spider-Man theme song. Which I wasn't aware of, and I'm a big They Might Be Giants fan, so I'd love love Mm. to hear that. I wasn't aware of it. Yeah, Joe, um, if if you're listening... Uh, send it to halfhourwasted at gmail.com, and then we'll play it on here. Is his huh. name is Joe? Joe. Thanks, Joe, very much. Thanks for listening, and thanks for the comment. One and more remember, s- well, only uh, you can prevent forest fires. That's right, and I think uh, Joe definitely needs to uh, go out and rent a, um, the, uh, a copy of uh, Invincibles and see why capes are not in fashion anymore that's right they explain it in there why invisibles are, uh the invincible the incredibles the incredibles, incredibles, in incredibles? Fact, oh right. the you. uh the animated yeah the pixar, pixar movie okay really yeah, quick one other comment was posted by bob who apparently was a friend of ours named bob heine oh yeah he says i'm hooked great stuff just one more request more yoda all right, we'll try oh. to get Lawson to do some more Yoda. <laughs> Speaking of which, you're the best man. I am the best man. An, uh, Brad's going to be at a wedding here in about a week. On June the 2nd, wow. our buddy Lawson that I've known for a long time <laughs> is uh, getting married, and I'm going up to South Dakota to be the best man. Congratulations. Huh. He couldn't get a better best man, Brad. Well, I appreciate that. You're going to do that. a great job. June, Bob, That's have awesome. you ever been a best man in a wedding? Uh, I have been a best man in four weddings are you kidding Whoa. i thought i was no you were gonna say no and i was gonna laugh at you but you've been best man uh, no. four times i yes that is correct that, you know been, best man that says volumes about texas your, what's that i've been in i've been a best man in uh, uh one wedding in maine and one wedding in south carolina and two weddings here in texas wow what is it about jb that's so special people want him as a as a best man um I pay for my own tux. There you go. (laughs) Is that the secret? I'm the schmuck that has to pay for my own tux. Look, in in my experience, I've never been asked to be a best man at a wedding. I've been asked to leave a few weddings. (laughs) And a couple of those I wasn't even um, invited to. I was just kind of hungry. And, you know, know, walking through the hotel and you smelled the. The I, I, Swedish meatballs. I, I grew up in a beach town, so you know I'd be walking there in my flip flops and my big clam digger shorts, and go, "Oh, look, there's food in that hotel!" And oh, suddenly I became a country bumpkin. Did you notice that? I oh, oh, there's food in that hotel. <laughs> and uh, I go in there. Hey, what's going on? Hey, everyone's all dressed all fancy and stuff. Oh, you want me to leave? And um, yes, please. <laughs> 
actually one time true story i um i did i was probably about 17 at the time there was a big wedding going on and we decided to crash it. It was in this convention center, and we walked is in. Is the Hulk music playing, by the way? The Hulk music uh, is not playing. No, I'm not oh, okay, gonna. all right. No, but uh, so me and my friend are in line <laughs> to get cake because we just is a huge wedding. It's not like they know. Yeah, that you weren't invited. It, that's what we figured. But we immediately uh-huh. left when we noticed that people were going up to this very older man who was sitting in a wheelchair, kind of slunched over to the side, and they were kissing his ring. Uh oh, and we kept oh. thinking that's very mafioso, isn't it? That's like a mafia <laughs> thing, isn't it? And we, like the second we saw that, we go, we got to get out of here because <laughs> we don't know what was going on. It could have been a joke. We don't know, but it just didn't. As soon I'm as funny, we saw how that, am I funny? Funny how <laughs> exactly. how am I funny? What are you guys doing here? What are you doing? I'm funny. You call me funny. How am I funny? Oh, it's that, sir. I'm sorry, sir. Please. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, and of course. You know, people just don't like it when you just walk into a wedding and just kind of say, hey, what's going on? Yeah, but all the weddings to uh, crash, you know, you don't want to take your chances on it. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. So, Some anyway, godfather that, that, that's really my only experience with crashing a wedding. And oh. you know, I was in high school at the time. My only experience was that awful Wedding Crashers movie. Oh, you thought it was awful? Yeah, I didn't care for it. I had fun with it. I had fun with it. Yeah, it's funny enough, uh, just a. Uh, an hour before, uh, I'm, you know, I'm talking to you guys. Actually, my wife was watching Wedding Crashers, and I happened to walk by and, you know, caught a couple of scenes that my wife wanted me to see. But uh, <clears throat> Vince Vaughn was actually kind of funny in this movie. Vince thought, Vaughn is one of my favorite actors, and I was disappointed with his performance in this. Really? I didn't uh, think he was that funny. I I liked it. It, it was a good laugh, but um, you know, had some had a couple good good jokes in it. But, before we lose. All our time. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's what talk. were you going to say? Um, about what? Just then I interrupted you. You were, you lifted your finger up and pointed oh, like this. Out, I was going, talking about movies. Let's talk about well, Pirates of the Caribbean 3. With JB? Oh, with that's JB. not. Now, well, no? Okay, I got to yeah, tell really. you. I, I haven't seen it. I don't care. Did you, you know, see the second one? Yeah, I saw the second one. Did you care for the second one? The, the second one, this is what I told JB. Uh, I wasn't quite clear on what the plot was. I mean, it was kind of convoluted. The effects were pretty amazing. The stunts were pretty amazing. I mean, that made me, you know, that made made it okay to watch. Well, then you've seen Pirates 3. There you go. Okay, Brad, Brad JB, take it away. The movie made absolutely no sense to me. I was not a fan of, of the second movie. There was, hmm. If there was a story or a plot in the second movie, I couldn't tell you what it was. Could you? And that was okay for me because the tempo of the whole story, you know, I'm really, I mean, the, the whole thing about Pirates of the Caribbean that I liked, and, you know, same reason my son likes it too, is that it was just, you know, constant action with, you know, witty humor and, you know, just timing of the whole delivery of the joke. Right. And the, um, the whole, you know, action sequences just seemed to be timed perfectly, you know, and... You know, Jack Sparrow was just being chased after chase into these, you know, ridiculous situations. And, you know, it seemed like a very fast-paced action sequences. Uh, for us, the second movie, you know, seemed like it went quick. And then here comes the third one, you know. And, I mean, I sad to say, you know, we left about 10 minutes before the ending of the show. And, you know, I mean, I just couldn't. Why did you, leave, why so did you leave 10 minutes was, early? Well, it, we, you know, we had to go... Um, 
for some, uh, you know, kind of a family-related emergency. Oh, okay. And I had to leave anyway, you know. And here I am dragging two uh, 80-year-olds actually out of the theater. But, you know, there was some stuff that it just felt like they kind of pushed the envelope on. Some of the goriness of it kind of concerned me anyway about the show. Yeah, there were a couple and, of shots. It was a PG-13 movie, and there was yeah, a couple of scenes. I couldn't believe that. Where, I mean, uh, you know, a lady got spoilers, shot in the you know, forehead. Like, exactly. I was like, it, I thought this was PG-13. You and and what's up with people getting skewered, you know, right on the screen? Right. You know, it was just it like... It did seem like you know, the violence was, was pushing the bounds of a PG-13 movie. Mm-hmm. I absolutely believe that. For some reason, they did that. And then on top of that, the whole... There were so many scenes. There, there's so many times in between any exciting, you know, scenes or action sequences that there were just, you know, it was drug out. And it almost felt like, you know, somebody else directed it or, you know, wrote the third one, you know, to- totally different writing team or something happened. And it just felt so drugged out and, you know, the plot, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't care for, you know, either well, way. Do, do, do I just guys, wanted it for the excitement. Did you think it was a case of just kind of, hey, this is a money-making machine, let's just play it to the end? Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, hey, the first one yeah. did great. First one I had a lot of fun with. And I know that they did two and three. They filmed it at the same time. You know, maybe they just felt like um, – because they, they knew they were going to release it one uh, one right after the other. So was it the case of The Matrix? Remember the, the last two Matrix movies? I enjoyed The the Matrix you movies. You are crazy. You uh, the are last, insane. The third one was a little bit too uh, too out. You know, they – You're both I, nuts. It, it, <laughs> no, the, the third one for The, you know, the Matrix was – it was like a – bondage porn I'm, I'm sorry for saying that but i mean it's just like oh you mean that they one went totally left field you mean that they, one they scene that one scene I, they had in there made it made it that kind of movie i just no i don't think it was that i just i think they just lost it they they try to over philosophize the whole yes. deal and I, I know we're talking about it. pirates but i was just about to yeah. say back to pirates yeah they they that movie was just too Overthought. We're talking about Matrix two, three, and four. I can't even remember what what the, the names of them were. That first one yeah. was just fantastic. The last two were just. Ugh, I was so angry with them. But anyway, back to pirates. I was angry with pirates two and three. Yeah. Well, but, the pirates, like first and second, for the for me, pirates of the Caribbean. It felt like I was telling uh, Frank. It was like uh, Chuck Dixon is kind of well known for action, you know, comic books, right? Yeah. Right action sequence a lot of action in his comic books so it was like it felt like chuck dixon wrote the first two and you were seeing these action sequences after action sequences and then like the third one became a and this is no slam on brian bendis who i greatly respect but it was this typical brian bendis you know talking heads and it just it was all these talking scenes with this you know boring background and you know this self you know conversations with himself it it was just ridiculous i'm yeah. sorry it, there was this whole scene at the beginning of the movie where uh he is in davy jones locker and all his friends and fellow pirates they come to rescue him right spoiler warning yeah, yeah spoiler alert can you find it Brian? spoiler alert there you go you should have played that at the beginning but uh, i should have we'll put that in the show you the know moment. what this movie deserves to be spoiled <laughs> Because it's garbage. I think it actually came out spoiled like a sour <laughs> yeah. milk. I'm sorry. There's this whole there's this whole thing where he's in Davy Jones' locker and he's talking to himself. Mm-hmm. He sees 
multiple versions of himself. Mm-hmm. Not even versions, but there's just several Visions of, of him. himself. Mm-hmm. Like he's the captain of the ship, but then he is also crewing the ship. It's just, right. it's just, you know, that went on for. It felt like it went on for half an hour when it only should have been three minutes. Well, l- l- let me ask you. I'm, I, this is more of a curiosity point, but at the end of two, he got eaten up by that by, by that the kraken. Yeah. So, how did that resolve itself? They went to Davy Jones' locker and rescued him. Now, now, what is Davy Jones like? Is it like an alternate world? Is it a? Is it? He- is it hell? Is it? No, it's uh, like a death. You know, it's like Davy Jones was. You find out on this movie that Davy Jones, his main job was to go ahead and usher people from make the transition from the you know living world to the dead world. Okay. The afterlife. He was supposed to be the trans, you know, transportation between these two worlds. You know, which of course he became corrupt and yada yada yada, and you know he's doing bad stuff outside of his realm of responsibility. But uh, yeah, that it, it's more like a. Your idea of more like purgatory, okay, in some you know religious circles, and you know like a hell or afterlife in general. So it's um, so land he, of the dead. What what was that comment you just made about he went past his his responsibility? What was that comment you just made? Yeah, or, yeah, he um, you know, he's basically because you know well, his I, heart because I wanted to, yeah, yeah. I wanted to say yeah. Sometimes at work I go past the responsibilities I'm supposed to do. <laughs> And a lot of times yeah. it involves <laughs> it involves napping <laughs> or making personal photocopies at work. That's funny. Yeah. It is. It would have been funnier if I if yeah, I could have remembered that line you just it. said. Yeah, if you had to explain it. <laughs> the thing it's with the, this yeah, movie past his realm of responsibilities. There I you go. Uh, yeah. Outside the realm of his responsibilities, which I do a lot at work. Outside the realm of responsibilities. I was fifteen yeah. minutes into this movie and I was utterly confused. Yeah. about anything that was going on. I couldn't have told you what the second movie was. I, I saw it, but I, I didn't yeah. remember a thing about it. I couldn't tell you what had happened. Like, And because of that, I was totally lost in this movie. The special yeah. effects, visually, this movie was, I thought, looked pretty dang good. I liked it, uh, visually. Yes. The quality of the you know special effects... It was still, you know, on, on par with all of the other, uh, you know, two movies. Yeah. But this is what, I'm going to tell you what killed the movie for me. Really? Three-fourths of the way through, we meet Captain Jack Sparrow's father. <laughs> Which is okay? great. Keith Richards Keith of Richards. the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Now, did they have Rolling Stones music in Korea? Um. You know, if it, I'm totally kidding, big, and uh, I just American expected culture. you to yell at me. Yeah, but no, no, okay, they didn't have Rolling Stones. I think we had like the uh, the stationary stones or something. Oh, okay, the, the stuck stones. Yeah, the stuck stones. So anyway, here comes Captain Jack Sparrow's father. It's Keith Richards. I knew going into this movie that Keith Richards was in it, and that's cool. And that's oh, you know, totally. That was okay. You know, I just made the connection. What do you mean? That, you know the whole connection of Rolling Stones. Yeah. That moved the, his ship in that scene. You know those little Rolling Stones. Oh, the well, they were the the crabs that look like stones. Yeah. And they there you they go. rolled see? and moved the ship. Uh huh. Yeah, you're reaching. There's that connection. But I see it. That might be a little bit of a reach, but I see it. <laughs> Considering they were at two different ends of the movie. 
Yeah, okay. But anyway, right. okay. <laughs> Here's the thing that killed me. You know, I can deal with the fact that a rock and roll star is trying his hand at acting. Happens all the time. You know, I can deal with it. Yep. But when you're in this scene and, and the the attention is on Jack Sparrow's father, and then he walks over to his easy chair, sits down and picks up a guitar and starts <laughs> playing it. And it, it, to me, it didn't even look like a pirate guitar. This guitar was in good shape. It had like brand new strings on it. It sounded clean and it was in tune. I'm sorry, but if you're a pirate and you've got a guitar, you're not going to take real good care of your guitar. It's going to have like moss on it and it's going to, you know, have parrot poop on it and it's going to be out yeah. of tune. You know, that. when that happened, I mentally checked out. I was like, this is not Jack Sparrow's dad. This is Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones playing a guitar. And I I lost it after that. I was like, yeah, okay. How much longer is this movie going to last? You know, that reminds me a lot of like, uh, you know, you know the the actor Dudley Moore from Author. It's like whenever he was in the movie, somehow in that movie they had to work in a scene where he had to play the piano because that's what he was kind of known for. So it's kind of the same thing. That's pretty funny though. Did you know? Wasn't that like that guy in uh, the movie Labyrinth? You know, a long time ago with uh, Tom Cruise and uh, what, what was the singer that was in that? No, movie? no, no, no. Labyrinth. I think you're confusing Labyrinth <laughs> with Legend. Tom Cruise was in that legend. movie Legend. <laughs> what you're thinking oh, of yeah, I'm sorry. Arthur. What you're thinking of Labyrinth was David Bowie. David Bowie, that's and right. Did he have a Conley. singing part in that movie? I honestly don't remember if he did or not. When you're in the Labyrinth, you gotta watch out. Because I'm David <laughs> Bowie and I got one brown eye and one blue. Watch out, it's David Bowie in the Labyrinth. Yeah, you can only hear that song on the deleted scenes yeah. of the DVD. And, yeah. and a very, um, it may be Jennifer Connelly's first movie. Just Labyrinth? A, yeah. Was it? She she was the uh, she was the young lady who got um, in that crazy, wacky world that they call Labyrinth. Labyrinth, yeah. watch out, I'm David Bowie. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah, Labyrinth was one of those movies in the past when I saw it during the times that I didn't know English, and I saw it in you know, English. There's a whole bunch of uh, shows, TV shows, and you know, movies that I used to watch in English when I didn't understand it. And one of these days, I'm gonna need to go back and find out what it really, you know, what really everyone was saying. Oh, so that's what David Bowie was talking about. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the the Keith Richards thing with the guitar, it was laughable, and I, like I said, I mentally checked out of the movie at that point. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what the stats are. I saw something online before I came here, Brad, but I know it did really well for the weekend. If you want to try to surf, if you go to my uh -huh. Yahoo front page, it'll um, there'll be an entertainment section. I can tell you how and much. And Brad, did you notice throughout that whole movie how every single person on that show, except the uh, the I guess the British uh, the trading company guys, with the exception of those guys, you know, every single one of the pirates were grungy and dirty, right? Right. Right. Except that chick. That nightly girl that was a uh, oh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> well, they're not going to know. She she was the only one. She was the only one that I could I could notice that was not grungy. Yeah, it's kind of like that that uh, like they do the same thing on Lost when they have all the um, you know all these people have been living on an island, but yet they have nicely pressed clothes and they seem to have okay hair, especially the women. You know, they have a little bit of makeup on and yeah, and Kate and Kate's never she's never uh, filthy. Yeah. She's never filthy dirty. 
and, well, and you know, on, you know, on, I, yeah. I have to admit, I of haven't showered in a so, day and a half, yeah. and I'm I look at me, I look like, <laughs> well, I look like a yeah, homeless you know, guy. The thing is that what people don't realize, like uh, if uh, you know, we lived on the island, right? The biggest thing beef I have with Lost is this: they have drinking water uh, reservoir right beside the beach, right? Yes. yes. Let me tell you something about that. I used to live on an island which was about uh, the same distance that uh, our house was away from the beach as the, uh, the, you know, the lost, you know, people are kind of congregated. That close to the beach, in fact, even in the middle of the beach, you know, any rain that is generated that close to a tropical island, you know, unless you're miles away from the beach, it is almost impossible to make that a drinking water. Because that's, you know, 9 out of 10 times, well, in fact, almost 100% of the time, that is the seawater being, you know, not even, you know, going through the whole condensation, you know, process. It is, you know, basically seawater coming back down. So hmm. if they're capturing rainwater that close to that deal, I'm telling you guys, that water is not drinkable. You know what? I think Lost is fake. JB, I have three words for you. Yep. Suspension of disbelief. Oh, I, I guess I was lost. Ah! From that part of it. Ah! I looked up the the dollar amount for pirates. As of five o'clock p.m. today, pirates had uh, seven dollars. That's all. No, one hundred and twelve point five million. Hundred. Wow. wow. From Friday to Sunday, five p.m. One hundred and twelve point five million. Does it say anything about the stats? Like that's the twentieth biggest opening or something? Well, um, last summer. Dead Man's Chest, Pirates number two, uh, earned $135.5 million. Okay. So it didn't do as well. And huh. um, also... Uh-oh. Oh, no, That's we're going to keep going. going for a couple minutes. It okay. says, At World's End had the fifth biggest three-day opening ever. The fifth biggest. Wow. With this month's Spider-Man 3 at... One hundred fifty-one point one million, and Shrek the Third at one hundred twenty-one point six million, both outperforming it. So, it didn't do Gosh. as good as the second one. But it ain't gonna fail. Yeah, and I, I no, I have a feeling though it's gonna in fact slow down a lot quicker. You know, the stats oh, yeah. are gonna slow down a lot quicker because I think there's gonna be a lot of bad press going on about you know the, yeah. how big of a disappointment this show was. Yeah, I mean word of mouth gets out pretty much and. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Heck, I mean, just they lost sixty, you know, you know, sixty, uh, you know, potential viewers, right? You know, just from this show. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the impact we have. No, it's on more the like entertainment. It's industry. more like forty, dude. Or well, oh, when I do like the average like thing, it always says sixty. It says here. Um, well, the word of mouth goes, you know, from beyond them. You yeah. know, soon, you know, in a day or so, it'll be like. 3, My mom 000. will tell somebody, and she listens. That's right. Okay. <laughs> it says here uh, since Wednesday. Internationally, the uh, at World's End has made three hundred thirty-two million dollars. Wow! So, you know, either way, any way you look at it, it's a success. That's how much Lisa Lohan, uh, Lindsay Lohan, spends on uh, hair product in a week. Okay, that's how much Paris Hilton spends on. You know, we didn't we didn't ask makeup. we didn't. We didn't talk about. We didn't cover any comic. I thought you guys were actually gonna 
cover some comic books, or was it just comments that you said you were going to cover? Oh, today? comments. Comments. Uh, we, I but, gotcha. you know, you, you you were on here for a second episode, and, and we never did go back to the comic book that you um, mentioned in the first part of this. So let's just do that right now. Yeah, let's end with that. Let's just... Okay. I, uh, unknowingly, I spilled the beans on a comic book that you're working on. That is correct. And and it's not so much as a, that it needs to be a hush-hush as the fact that... Um, uh, both uh, Kevin Gravo and I, or you know Kevin Gravius, I don't know which way he prefers <laughs> to be called, but um, we both uh, agreed that uh, I would take uh, my time on uh, finishing this book. Uh, the entire storyboarding, uh, the layout of the, uh, the you know the the first uh, issue zero has already been done. It's about uh, thirty pages, I, I believe, at this current uh, at currently, and um, and I'm basically uh, I have. Initially, I was going to be doing the entire art chore, including color, and it just takes way too much time, you know, yeah. for me to be able to do that. And so, currently, I'm um, we've uh, found the colorist that he said that you know he feels comfortable with, and uh, so I've done the. I am in, still in charge of uh, doing the penciling and the uh, inking of the uh, book, and so it's kind of slow going at it and I, I believe we decided to hold off on any big official announcements which I've already spilled the beans on this you know on this podcast here but um, the uh, the sh- uh, it's going to be a, a title basically kind of a a super a uh, little bit of a supernatural slash sci-fi thriller uh, of a book and uh, it's a real uh, neat concept I think it's pretty uh, pretty uh, genuinely uh, unique concept that I you know Kevin's uh, written and um I'm having a blast uh, seeing it. A couple of people have seen just a sneak uh, preview of like the uh, the cover art uh, a while back here on the CGS forum, and then um, and also uh, another person had kind of seen the uh, couple of the pages that I've done too. And so right now, I, I'm, I'm we're still waiting on uh, Kevin to make the uh, the official announcement for the project. I believe when we're a little more further into the uh, the project of uh, the actual thing being printed out. Yeah, he'll pr- I'll probably do a news release like Newsarama or something like that. Okay, so. then I, that I won't correct. ask any questions, um, more detailed questions that I was just thinking about asking. So, um, Well, d- but definitely keep us in the, in the loop about it. I mean, this is exciting. This is great news for, for you. And I'm sure it's hard doing your full-time job in this, too. Okay, I'll, I'll ask one of these questions. Okay. That's right. Is it a... Small press thing or a self-published thing? Yeah, it's actually um, it's kind of both and uh, both, I guess, uh, in a certain sense. Um, Kevin has two different imprints. One of the imprints is an all-age friendly uh, imprint called Astounding Studios. I believe he released the, like a Hammer of the Gods or something like that. I believe was a title that he had released out of that already. Um, and there are several properties that uh, he's also developing on the other imprint, which is a geared a little more for the uh, you know uh, late teens than adults. Um, and it's um, Darkstorm uh, Studios imprint, and I believe this book will be coming out from that. It, that's an imprint that he owns, but I believe he's in talks and does have a uh, publisher uh, to be, of course, announced officially um, lined up already for his project. Well, cool, cool, very cool. Well, June, thank you. Thanks for uh, thanks for being on, Brett. Anything else you wanna? No. You wanna ask? Well, no, I don't. I don't want to 
you know, get any deeper into that because I don't want to, I want them to be able to make a real official announcement yeah. without. Well, know, well, have, th- thanks for sharing that. And, uh, June Bob, and, and you're always invited on the show. Uh, even right. though you punked me really good. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, still, I'm, I'm kind of suffering from depression that that actually did not work. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, uh, if you're wondering what we're talking That's about, right. uh, episode 14, will explain it all. But, um, but, right. um, I, I was almost burned, but thank you so, so much, Jumbo, for being on. You're always welcome on the podcast. And, um, thanks guys. And your website again is junebobkim.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. and very talented, uh, artist, uh, please visit his website, and if you have any comments, leave them for us at a half hour wasted, half hour wasted at gmail.com. And of course, you know the website, guys, half hour wasted.com. And um, um, I like candy. This episode has been brought to you by the number 12 and the letter G. I that, forgot to mention that at the beginning of that the makes show. Me angry. It, I, I won't buy products from the letter G. It's a long story. I don't okay. agree with their political views. I'll, I'll get into that later. Say bye, June. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. bye.